Brunch with Bread podcast. I'm Crystal, and I'm here with Alma. Hi there! We love to have real, honest conversations about life and how the conservative culture we grew up in shaped our mindsets. Yes, we do. Crystal, do you know where I learned to make ice cream? Um, I don't know. Was it the same place, but also a different place, that I learned how to make ice cream? (laughs) I don't know where you learned how to make ice cream. (laughs) My parents. (laughs) No. It was Sunday school. Really? That's interesting. You went to Sunday school. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) That was rude. (laughs) Listen, at least I didn't say I had to peg for a heathen, okay? (laughs) I was... I wish we had, um, if we filmed our podcast recording, mm-hmm. you could have seen the faces because those were funny. Yeah, she stared at me for a hot second. I was like, wait, she, was like, what? she doesn't actually get it. I was like, she has to get this. I was like, she's being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Spoiler alert. Huh? Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, how are you? I'm pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Do you um, have a breadcrumb for us? Sorry, were you going to say something? Did no, I, I was just going to say I'm freezing because this week has turned out to be really cold. Do you need a blanket? Um, I'm wishing I had brought my slippers. There's blankets in this room that we are in. What? <laughs> Do you want to borrow my slippers? No, that's okay. I'll, I'll survive. I'm not wearing them. I was born and raised in Ohio. <laughs> I can withstand a little bit of cold. <laughs> I've been hunting in colder weather than this. Dude, I grew up in Michigan, not the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The Upper Peninsula had full on like five inches of snow today. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I did the other day, yesterday actually, I did spot a whole ton of snowflakes. I'm not ready for that. No, well, I'm not quite either. I thought we were going to actually have fall. I don't think I could live somewhere where winter starts in October. Well, honey, I hate to break it to you. Winter has not started. I'm pretty sure that's where we're at. (laughs) Have you seen the temperatures we have on this? It's not winter. I refuse to believe that it's winter. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm not sure if I should, like, try to jolt you out of this denial. No, just leave me be. Let you be in la la Just leave me be in la la But I will say... Unfortunately, this is what happens. When summer goes on for longer than it's supposed to. (laughs) Then fall gets skipped over. Yes. It's not that we, oh, fall, you know, winter doesn't just start later. Winter is coming regardless. (laughs) It is like, oh no. Isn't there like some line from some show that's like winter is coming or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It's a possibility. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've watched it, but I think there's a line, like, I see memes of it online. Interesting. Okay. But anyways. All I'm saying is just, you know, like, summer stayed for longer than it was supposed to. Winter is coming regardless, and the reality is, is that fall gets gypped. So. We did have some, and we still have some very pretty leaves. Oh, for sure. And I think. Gorgeous. I think they just, like, also, they change really quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas usually they change much slower. I think the peak was, like, last week, and now they're starting to come off the trees. Yeah. So. 
I haven't taken pictures of fall leaves yet. Oh no, you gotta hurry it up. I know. They're all gonna be I know, they're gonna be bare naked trees. Yep. <laughs> they're gonna be gone and buried under piles of snow before we can even blink. Stop with the snow. I know. <laughs> just We're like, moving so, on from so the you, snow. No, hold on now, just to set the stage, every time I say the word snow, Alma almost like starts glaring at me. <laughs> She's like, it's not no. almost. It's definite. Okay, it's well, I happening. Just, listen, I was trying to like, you know, give you some benefit of the doubt there, but never um, mind. It's a full on glare with daggers yes, shooting yes, from her eyes. Absolutely. Okay. Now that we've set that stage, what were you saying? <laughs> um, do you have a breadcrumb? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> and you're going to laugh because my breadcrumb. Is that I got some really beautiful pumpkins <laughs> to welcome this coming winter. <laughs> um, I have always wanted those, like, you know, like the green, gray, green pumpkins. I love those pumpkins. They're so beautiful. And, um, well, I finally am the proud owner of not one, but two of them. <laughs> and I could not be more pleased. <laughs> She found the cutest, like, someone selling pumpkins out of their front yard. Mm-hmm. A, like, the most adorable. They had it set up so cute. Listen, and to give credit where credit is due, my sister found it first. Oh, true. And then I was that. like, where did you find those? And then she told me, semi-specifically, she told me what road it was on. That was nice of her. And then I had to go hunt it down from there. Be an investigator. Yes. Um, and then that same day, I was like, I need to go also mm-hmm. get some pumpkins. So I did. And if you followed our stories, I think you've probably seen both of our pumpkins at this yep. point because we love them. Yeah. I'll probably, if you haven't, you know, seen it, I will gladly share some more pictures of my pumpkins for you. So. Yeah. Yep. I can put those up on Instagram. My breadcrumb this week mm-hmm. is not as fun. Oh, it's not? But I'm just as thrilled about it. (laughs) Okay. Tanner and I tackled our garage because over the summer, we didn't need the garage as much to park inside because Mm -hmm. it's summer. And winter's approaching. It's getting colder outside. And I looked at Tanner the other other day. And I was like, sir, I want my garage back. (laughs) I want to be able to park my car inside and not freeze in the wind. And so we tackled it. And over the course of two days, we now have an organized garage again, and my car is pulled inside. I'm very happy for you. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. I also feel very much like an adult, so. Yep, that's because you are an adult. Yeah, this reminds me of my breadcrumb of when I organized my pantry. Yep. So. There's not much that makes you quite as happy as something that's organized. Nope. I have some drawers in the kitchen I need to tackle, and I actually thought of it that I could, like, set up um, – no, not – what am I saying? Different thing. I could take some before and after pictures and be like, this mm. was my horrendous mm-hmm. drawer before, and then the organized aftermath and share it with you on stories. If there's anyone else who loves organization as much as me. I vote yes. Okay. So. Will do. Yeah. Question asked and answered. Okay. Perfect. So, what's been on your mind lately, Crystal? Well, lots of things. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of things. But more specifically. 
I think I'm in a weird mood tonight, so that's just how it is. Are you? Apparently. <laughs> I'm finding, I'm just now finding this out. We've been having fun because if you have followed along in our stories over the past week, we're recording this the night that we did the Would You Rather stories, mm-hmm. and so we've been having fun looking at those, and we recorded, or we reacted to a few before we started recording, so we're kind of in a goofy mood already. I can't wait till we're done recording this podcast to react to a few more. Yes, agreed. I will say, I mean, I think we already reacted to a really great one, which was, would you rather eat onions or crickets? <laughs> now, I won't name names, but the person that put that in there, they were definitely after me. Like, <laughs> I know who you they are. They knew that Crystal doesn't like yes. onions. Yes. I'm going to have to come for that person. <laughs> anyway. No, it's okay. It's fine. You know oh, who you are. It's good. But yeah, I said I would rather eat crickets than onions. So, I stuck with onions. Yeah. Well. I think the majority will also pick onions. Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> but I would like to point out that for once, I am on, on the adventurous side. She is. So let's just, let's so true. just put that out there. So true. That's my claim. Good for you, Crystal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But what has been on my mind is actually um, healing. Okay. Um, I think it's kind of come out of how we've been talking about, you know, what it looks like to. We talked about the whole concept of like reparenting yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, feeling your emotions and like all of those things. And so, and like it. It's kind of thinking about when we're doing all of those things, like, what is our goal? Like, obviously, like, our goal is healing. But, mm-hmm. like, what is healing? And what does healing look like? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that so often we have this idea of, you know, we have this kind of idea in our heads of, like, Oh, when I'm healed from this, it's going to look like this. Mm -hmm. This is what healing looks like in this situation. This is what restoration looks like in this. Mm -hmm. And usually I think we are envisioning something being put back exactly the way it was before. Mm -hmm. And um, if you think about it in like the instance of, let's say I have this beautiful glass bowl. Mm-hmm. And I dropped it, and it broke. Mm-hmm. I can put it back together, but it's not going to look the same as it did before. Mm-hmm. It's going to have the cracks in it from where we've had to glue it back together, and it's going to have imperfections, and it's going to look different. That reminds me of there's a Chinese art form. Yes. Where they fill in the cracks with gold. Yes. And I think that that speaks to that the celebration of mm-hmm. every people, every single person has stuff that happens to them yeah. in their life. And that's what makes you you. That's mm-hmm. what makes you beautiful. So you don't want to look exactly the same. Yes. And it, and I, but I think, I think we do this with ourselves. Like I think. We often think that, oh, when I when I am healed from, you know, this trauma or when I've, you know, when there's been a restoration in this situation in my life, it's going to look the way it did before. Mm-hmm. But 
when in reality, healing is actually not a, healing is not returning back to what once was. Healing is moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be really hard too, because I think we, like, if I'm thinking that when I'm healed from something, I'm going to look like I did before. Mm -hmm. It can be a hard reality to to grasp that, no, I'm actually going to look different Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be the same Mm -hmm. and to be okay with that. Yeah. And accept it. Yes. Yes. And I think that sometimes too, I think we think like, oh, that's not a good thing. Like we have to go back to the way things once were. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes too, I think that that can make our journey for healing take longer. Yeah. Because we're so focused on putting it back the way it was. Mm-hmm. You want to have the same feelings you had before. Yeah. And the fact is you can't because there's a truth now that you know that mm-hmm. you didn't know back then. And and it, and it's also like a thing of you know when we're when we're on that journey of healing we're tr- we are trying to put things back in order. Mhm. And so but like put, to us putting things back in order means for them to be, to be back, you know, oh, you know me and my word pictures, but like, <laughs> I'm just envisioning like, you know, if we had a whole bunch of, you know, those wooden ABC blocks, mm-hmm. right? So maybe we had them arranged in a certain way on the shelf mm-hmm. and they got knocked down. So for us to fix that and to bring healing to those blocks, we think, oh, they have to go back exactly the same way that they were. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have to go back exactly opposite. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just repeating myself a lot. But um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Just that I agree. I think it's a really good point, And I can see why you've been thinking about it. Yeah. It's, I you said earlier before we started recording when we were talking about what we should talk about, mm-hmm. you said that healing is not going back. Mm-hmm. It's going forward. Yeah. And I think that that is so true because the fact of the matter is that if there was a traumatic event that happened to you when you were five years old, you can't make that traumatic event go away. Mm-hmm. And you can't replace experiences that, like, let's say your dad was a really not a great dad, your childhood. Mm-hmm. You can't all of a sudden have a great dad. Like, you can't go back and change the experience. Yeah. I'm butchering what's in my brain, but I think you get the point. Like, we yeah, cannot think, change the past. Yeah. I think I know what you mean. And I think it ties back to when we were talking about reparenting yourself. Mm -hmm. Because there again, you know, when you pick those moments to go back and to talk to yourself, you know, to talk to that little kid in you, it doesn't undo what has been done. Mm -hmm. But it does help you to make peace with those moments and to move forward Mm -hmm. and to not keep carrying those moments with you. Mm -hmm. You know, they still happened. Mm -hmm. They're still in, you know, the... The timeline of your life is mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you are starting fresh for that space and moving forward. Yeah. 
You know, there's a study that I heard about um, in another podcast from a psychologist who she was talking about trauma in children Mm -hmm. and how what makes something a traumatic event in a child's life is not so much the event as it is how they're supported through the event. Mm -hmm. And so if a kid falls and breaks his leg, it can be very traumatic. But if if the parent or caregiver is there to support him through it all, explain to him what's going on and be there and provide the support that he can't give to himself because he's a kid, Mm -hmm. then it's a much like it has way more of a chance of not being a traumatic event in that child's memory. Yeah. And obviously there's a whole bunch of other experiences. I used breaking a leg. But if we can have that support from a parent or a caregiver or someone who can step in with the emotional support that we can't have at that moment, that's huge. So then if we don't get that, and it does form a traumatic experience, then like like we've talked about the reparenting, the mm-hmm. going back and just simply like being there, mm-hmm. like being the adult that you didn't have as a kid. I think that's kind of what I think of. Yeah. Because um, no parent's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone has certain memories that are traumatic. Like that's just how it works. That's a fact of life. Yeah. And that's okay. And I feel like I've made a really long-winded thing about what I'm trying to say but so I guess you're almost saying like I'm gonna see if this is kind of the point you're trying to make like Mm -hmm. healing is not going back and fixing something yeah it's learning how to move forward with what's happened to you using the skills Mm -hmm. that you yeah that you've accumulated in your life to yeah. yeah and the perspective you've gained from the traumatic event that happened to you mm-hmm. and then moving forward and yes because because the goal in life your goal in life is like you're on a path mm-hmm. and the goal is never to find a log to sit down on at the side of the path mm-hmm. or to say you know i saw that there was that pretty nice meadow back there and we're gonna go back there no, your goal is to keep going down the path and exploring what's ahead and living new aspects of your life. Yeah. Like that's that's the whole point of of life is to grow and to keep moving forward. That reminds me of the reel you posted the other day about no, I've learned enough life lessons. Yes. Because sometimes it would feel really good to be able to sit on the bench next to the path. And maybe we have mm-hmm. seasons like that. Maybe oh, we yeah. do. And I think, I think that that too, okay, like I think there are seasons where it is okay to stop and take a beat mm-hmm. and to sit on, sit down for a minute, but don't spend the rest of your life sitting there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of like a thing of, um, it's like water, water. When water is constantly moving, mm-hmm. it's fresh and mm-hmm. it's new and it's invigorating. And when it stops moving, it becomes stale and stagnant. And it's where, you know, insects go to attack. Mosquitoes. Yeah, it becomes a breeding ground for mosquitoes. I mean, oh, you don't want to be that. No. You don't want to be stale and stagnant. And Absolutely. You want to be that fresh, life-giving water. Mm-hmm. To the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that was well said. 
and I appreciate you sharing what you've been thinking about lately. Cue bow, steps off soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess we didn't explain beforehand, but we didn't really choose a topic for this episode. Yeah. We decided we both have several things on our minds lately, so we're going to, like, step on our own little soapboxes. All right. So, Alma, what's your soapbox? (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking a lot lately about questioning things and we've talked a little bit about this for before and maybe about a week ago Mm -hmm. i've been trying to catch up on carlos whitaker's podcast because i'm very behind on like the oh so am i yeah and he had an episode where he talked about that it's okay to question things and several things he said and i know it's okay to question things like Mm -hmm. that's Not what I'm saying, but the Amish in a lot of religious cultures are built on people not questioning things. Oh, yeah. And, like, we – it's – I don't even – I guess the mindset to me, how it appears to me is, like, don't question that or else you'll be led astray. Mm -hmm. Don't question that or someone else could put their opinion in your mind, like – if you start looking in other places for answers, you will get non-truth. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, sure, there's the possibility of that. But it's just becoming so real to me how you have to question things mm-hmm. in order to find the truth. Yeah. Because how many generations is it going to take of, well, I believe this because my mom believed this and her mom believed this and her mom mm-hmm. believed this and her mom believed this. Yeah. Like, how many generations can we keep on doing that? All the people that we hear about in history that did great things, not all of them, but a lot of them, they did great things because they started questioning things. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why are we doing this this way? Why don't we do it another way? And it brought revolution and all kinds of amazing things to the world. Was it yeah. always pretty? No. But why... Why is it so frowned upon to question things? And to do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a stigma around, like, I don't know. I think of, like, parents with Mm -hmm. children. They worry about their children so much and the way that their children are living their lives. And I don't even have anyone specifically as an example right now. But uh, I don't know. All over online i follow several pages online that talk about how oftentimes daughter-in-laws like have difficult relationships with mother-in-laws and that's not my situation but i can see how it happens because parents become so concerned with how their children are living their lives and if their children do something different than them it's so difficult for them to think like well it's okay that they did it differently mm-hmm. and So in parenting, that shows up. But then in religious, like, circles, uh, churches, I feel like that comes across like I hate religion. That's not what I'm trying to come across as. No, I think, no, to me it doesn't. I think it just comes across as you're saying it's found more often there. 
Yeah. And I know it's found other places too, because oftentimes maybe it's not a direct, like, why are you questioning that? It's more of Mm -hmm. like a stigma. Like, oh, Sally's going off the deep end. She's talking about this. And I get it because those things, new things are scary. Mm -hmm. Things that we haven't done before are scary. But at the same time, if it takes questioning every belief I've ever held and going off the deep end, air Mm -hmm. quotes, to come back around and find what I actually believe, then it's worth it. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of people who, like, while they're going through the phase of deconstructing their faith, for instance, people are kind of, like, looking down upon them because, well, okay, speaking from, like, a Christian perspective. Yeah. Why are they questioning their faith? Why are they Mm -hmm. questioning this about God? Why are they this? Why are they that? Why aren't you? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have already questioned it and you are firm in your belief, you came back to that that's what you believe. Amazing. You should be able to have grace for the people who are going through that. Because until we question things, we don't know why we believe the things we believe. You don't know it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, it's just becoming so real to me that I don't want to believe what anyone else taught me to believe unless I know why I believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe that there's a lot of people out there who have truth and who believe amazing things, but I'm not just going to take it at face value. I'm going to do my own research, do my own digging, do my own questioning. Yeah. And I feel like I'm definitely on my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just been really heavy lately. Like, I'm seeing it everywhere. And then Carlos then um, also talked about, like, how difficult it is for people to uh, empathize with Mm -hmm. the other side of things. Um and to empathize with people who are on the other side of things. And he brought up that so often we forget that we're not dealing with problems, we're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And he said, so first you are speaking to the person. You're not treating the person as a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's just been heavy on my mind ever since. And I guess coming from the culture we did. Yeah. The questioning things really like that spoke that resonated yeah you know i it made me think of um this little youtube series that i watched recently where um one of the guys was he was an amish bishop Mm -hmm. and he is no longer amish but he had been and they talked about him and his wife both talked about as how as children their parents had moved from one Amish community to another Amish community mm-hmm. and how the rules had changed within the communities. Mm-hmm. And his wife was saying that she remembered thinking why God said it was okay for the people in one community to do something, but the people in another community were not allowed. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, so they both went through that in their childhood and then they, you know, grew up, they got married, and then they had moved from one community to another community. And they again saw this where the rules changed Mm -hmm. and it made them question things. And, 
He ended up saying something like, I can see how people who stay in one community the whole time, Mm -hmm. they are less likely to leave because they aren't presented Mm. with a blatant opportunity for that question to just organically come up Mm -hmm. of that question of like, well, wait, why is it different here than it is there? Mm -hmm. And if you, because if you, in the same church that you grew up in, Mm -hmm. it's all the same. And so you aren't presented with Mm -hmm. that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So it just made me think of that. I think, I think sometimes we tend to wait for the opportunity to just organically come up Mm -hmm. for us to be presented with a question. And sometimes I think we have to challenge ourselves Mm -hmm. and ask ourselves, or ask ourselves questions to make us question things. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of, that goes hand in hand. Like if we, you said it so well, if you stay in one community, in one environment for your Mm -hmm. whole life, there are so unbelievably many people in the world Mm -hmm. and they all live differently than us it honestly it also it fits right in with the analogy earlier of the path yeah and i mean like if you just stay in the one if you surround yourself with the same people and never anybody knew Mm -hmm. for your entire life Mm -hmm. i i guess This is, maybe this sounds a little salty, but. Lay it on me. I'm excited to hear. How can I, as a privileged American citizen living in a nice part of Ohio, think that I have all the right answers worldwide? Mm Mm-hmm. There's no way. There is no way that I have been born into the lucky draw that is right about everything. Mm-hmm. There's just simply no way. Yeah. The odds of that, impossible. There are so many cultures, so many people out there. And I believe that there are so many different things that so many different cultures get right. Yeah, there's so many different viewpoints. Yes. Yeah, I know. And that so, is. to me, that is a very small, very privileged worldview mm-hmm. to think that you, I'm using myself as an example, to think that I was somehow born in a time period, the area I'm in, the family I'm in, that's somehow right about everything. Yeah. That we have to be able to question things. Do you, if you think, if you really want to, okay, I mean, like, talk about going down a bunny trail here, but that thinking goes back so far. Yes. And it literally goes back to when people were like, oh, hey, look, we discovered America. Mm-hmm. No, you did not discover it because there was, was already, already somebody there. here. And <laughs> this is my favorite thing to say when in regards to that topic, and I'm, I stole it from somebody else. Um, but it's like, um, if you think that Christopher Columbus or any other European for that matter discovered America, Mm -hmm. please leave your phone, leave your car keys laying around. I would love to discover those for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, think about that. No. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, hey, that's mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I I just found it here. Mm -hmm. 
but I was, I but I owned it first. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. Native Americans were here first, mm-hmm. and but I think there again, like, like the Europeans came and they were like, oh. We have the right viewpoint on this, and mm-hmm. theirs is wrong. That's what happens when you think, mm-hmm. when you live in this bubble, Yes, and you think that you are right about everything, mm-hmm. that then, you yes. have the exact right perspective on everything, you try to impose that on other people. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. No two people are the they same. Didn't, they didn't want to question their own beliefs and opinions. Well, yeah, and, no, they let their, like, you know, um, ego get way far ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be known, Christopher Columbus wanted to be known as someone who discovered a land. Like, yep. I mean, there's more to it. I'm not oh, a history yeah. major, but. There's a lot to it. Anyway, I think I'm ready to step <laughs> off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm I'm not actually, like, that. I feel like I raised my voice a little bit, but I'm not actually, like, that upset. It's just been, like, very heavy on my mind. And it's been very, like, it's been confronting me. I've Mm -hmm. had to confront a lot of things inside my brain and my heart lately. Because it's been challenging me. Like, whoa. I have lived in a little bit of a bubble of, like, well... Uh, like I can't think of an example even right now, but I there's certain things that I thought, yeah, that's the right perspective. I have the right perspective on that. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to someone else. And it's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Hadn't considered that side of it before. Like, so it's been very challenging to me, but also been so confirming. Like, so um, what's the word I'm looking for? All I can think of is validating. Thank you. Is that the word? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so validating. Like, in my journey mm-hmm. of questioning things. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why it's been on my mind lately. <laughs> I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah. We're off our soapboxes. And our episode's only, like, 40 minutes long. How do we manage this? I'm not sure. But by the time you take out the part of me coughing, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, at one point someone's phone rang, so I think there's like two minutes in there. Um, Mm -hmm. So if this is not 40 minutes long when you're listening to it, don't worry. We didn't cut out any like juicy stuff. It's mostly just phone calls. Yeah, phone calls and coughing. Yeah. (laughs) Frog in my throat. (laughs) I've been, um, after our uncut episode, uh, Crystal didn't like actually challenge me. I don't think like consciously. But she said something and I was like, huh, you know what? I think I have been being very perfectionistic with my editing style. I think Crystal just said, hey, Elma, like, did you, I think you said something like, it didn't sound as terrible as I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, there might be a lot of other things that don't sound as terrible as you think that they would. Yeah. And and you talked about that you enjoyed. I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and so I've been worrying way less about the weird little, like, bumps and chair noises when Mm -hmm. we move and they squeak and the little, like, when we go (coughs) between words Mm -hmm. and we stumble over words. Like, I'm just cutting out way less of the little things that make us human Mm -hmm. and moment of vulnerability, I guess, like our whole platform is built on that and I was still editing it out, which I don't think is, like, bad. Right. But I was just, like, it's made my 
job of editing way easier because I'm having to stop it way less often. And now I'm just literally cutting out the parts that are like, this does not contribute to this podcast episode. Like, yeah, like a phone, phone calls, calls. Yeah. private phone calls, you know, like yeah. that's, yeah. Or yeah. if one of us legitimately like has a coughing fit or if we have to get up to use the bathroom in the middle of recording. I was literally just going to say, <laughs> or if we're like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. I guarantee you, you don't want to sit there and listen to nothing but silence. Yeah, or no. like the person who's left here humming or something. <laughs> there was one time that Crystal did something so cute. I went to the <laughs> bathroom and I forgot to pause the recording. And so it was still recording. And I came back and we moved on with our recording. And then when I was going back and editing it, it was quiet, quiet, quiet. And then you just, I just heard Crystal go, hey, Alma. Or no, what'd you say? You were like, hey, future Alma, while you're editing this, I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> and... <laughs> I, when I was editing it, I smiled so big. I was like, oh my gosh, that is the cutest thing ever. It was like a little Easter egg for you to find. Yeah, a little Easter egg. That was so cute. Feels wrong to talk about Easter when we're sitting here and it's cold outside. It's very cold outside. So earlier you reminded me that I told the people I would try to talk more about Huga because I failed epically last year. So if you don't know what Huga is, it's... The practice of being cozy, basically. Mm -hmm. And I mean, practice of being cozy is very under-explaining it. Um, I was going to say, how do I practice being cozy? Is that like practicing taking a blanket and wrapping it around myself? I mean, yeah, basically. Okay. (laughs) I'm an expert. (laughs) It's Danish, and it is not spelled how it sounds. Oh, no. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. So you can Google that. H-Y-G-G-E. G-G-E. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Huga. It's Danish. Um, we don't we don't make up the rule, these rules. We just follow them. Exactly. In updating you about trying to bring Huga more into my life, mm-hmm. I have been burning candles more than I have in previous years because I can't burn normal candles. I get headaches. Mm-hmm. Scents bother me a lot. So I have found a local company that does beeswax candles, and those don't bother me. So lead-free wicks and beeswax. I love candles. They're very hoogly. Mm-hmm. In um, the little book of hookah that I have that I talked about last year, I'm trying to remember what episode that was. We just talked about it. I'm not sure, but if you're interested in looking at the book that Alma has for yourself... I do know that we have it linked on our website. If you go to our resources tab and you can look at the books there and I know it's in that list there. Yeah. Um, Basically, it's like, to me, it means enjoying the season you're in, Mm -hmm. making the most of the season you're in and not just like hating it and trying to hurry up and get to the next season. It's about finding the positive of the seasons you're in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like... I want to make winter special and have like traditions in the winter that, you know, obviously we don't do in the summer and that make winter special and make you look forward to winter because winter is very long here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I personally am more affected like mood wise by the seasons. Mm -hmm. I deal with in the winter and the lack of sunshine does not affect me well. So I try to do... A lot of things, whatever, in my power to combat that. So, 
Huga is one of those things. Here's what, do you know what I just heard you say? <laughs> that you needed to come over to Crystal's house and play lots of Ticket to Ride. <laughs> yes, and I need to go with you to that salt cave thing you were talking about last oh, week. Oh, yes, that too. Yeah, yeah 100%. Exactly. Yeah. But speaking of like winter traditions and stuff, my kids have already started hot chocolate season. Oh, absolutely. But here is, you want to hear something funny? What? Do you call it hot chocolate or hot cocoa? Honestly, it depends. I call it both. See, I call it hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. My husband calls it hot chocolate. Our kids, though, they call it hot cocoa. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Do they have a family member that calls it hot cocoa? Do they have a TV show they watch where it's called hot cocoa? I I don't not that I can. I what do they call it a, in Bluey? They love Bluey. It might be from that. I don't know. I'll have to <laughs> investigate this. But I have been puzzled over why I call it one thing and my kids are calling it entirely another. I wonder if your oldest read it somewhere in a book or something. Oh, that would and started a trend. That would sound like him because yeah, if he starts calling it something, everyone else will follow. Mm-hmm. He's he leads, he leads yeah. the way. He's the pack leader. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> That is very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hot drinks are definitely a hoogly thing. For sure. So right now, the thing I'm implementing is candles. I will keep you updated as we move forward into the winter. Sounds great. I'm excited. So there's your hookah update. Do you know what I've been doing? What? I have been running my diffusers more consistently Mm -hmm. with cozy blends. Love that. So, yeah, I love me some cozy essential oil blends. Yes, I am down for that. I tried one recently that smelled like a, what do you call those cookies that are like sugar cookies with cinnamon on the top? Snickerdoodles? Snickerdoodle. I tried one recently that tasted, now I want to make smelled snickerdoodles. like snickerdoodles. I know, I, I love snickerdoodles. snickerdoodles. Um, I've been stuck on an essential oil blend that smells like hot spice cider. Mmm. <gasps> Mm. sometimes i just want to like drink it and then i have to remind myself that it's essential oil water in my diffuser (laughs) and it probably would not taste that great you should just make some hot spice cider (laughs) probably should probably should what all do you put in spice cider you know that's a great question that i don't know the answer to okay but if i find a recipe i'll make sure to share it on our instagram i think that would be a fantastic idea please highlight yeah I made chai today with like the like like more authentic. I don't think it's fully authentic, but it's like instead of just a chai tea bag, it's like a loose leaf, except there's no leaves whatsoever, of all the spices that go in chai. Okay. And so the way I was taught to do it, you've been to India. You yes. like no, no chai. But the uh-huh. way I was taught to do it is that I toasted the different spices over in a pan on the oven, and then I put it into the... um the thingy where you grind it. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? It's stone. A mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. And then steep the tea with the ground up toasted spices. Okay. With milk. And it turned out really good. Interesting. Albeit very spicy. <laughs> the blend that I used was like more spicy than I'm used to. But it tasted so good because it was like... I'll show you after we're done recording this because I think you'd enjoy it. But it was like more legit chai than just a tea bag. Yeah, I'll have to try that. 
Yeah. And um, give you a rating on it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, we d- I think we made it to 40 minutes for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. It's a shorter, on the shorter side of the episodes this week. I know, but I mean, I do love, I feel like this, the end of this episode is in true form to us. I mean, we love a good bunny trail, so why not we do. throw and five or six of them in there? To be completely honest, we're very much looking forward to responding to those uh, would you rather questions. I know. I'm like, so. let's, let's go see what else, <laughs> what has happened. While we've been having this conversation, what else have people thrown at us? I know. I'm so curious. So, um... Thank you so much for hanging out with us, listening to our soapboxes. We hope that it encouraged you mm-hmm. and that maybe it made you think about different things. Um, if you have anything that you have that you could get on a soapbox about, write a blog post, email it to us, and yes. we'll post it on our blog. I have failed at getting a post written. I have ideas for several different blog posts, and I just haven't taken the time to actually sit down and put my ideas on paper. Anyways, all this to say, if you have something you want to share, write a blog post. We'd love to share it, anonymous or not. You can email us at thefriendshipbread at gmail.com. Our website is thefriendshipbread.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at thefriendshipbread. You guessed it. And you can leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. The reviews over there help us out a lot with promoting the podcast and everything. That's how Apple decides what podcasts are amazing. And of course, also just taking a few seconds to share this episode or our podcast with your friends helps us out also so much. Thank you again so much for being here and hanging out with us this week. We hope that you'll be back next week for another episode of the Friendship Bread Podcast. Just, I think we should take a moment to say a shout out to sidewalks everywhere for keeping kids off the streets. <laughs> Good one.